It is Cinco de Mayo 2020, and you are listening to The Extra Point. I want to thank you first for your patience as I took last week off of recording new episodes. And I also want to thank you for listening again. I was thinking these are days where it's just easy to complain, easy to feel frustrated, easy to rant, easy to be cynical. Then sometimes it's easy to feel justified for being cynical and frustrated and ranting. And, but, but for the Christian, when you feel your conscience working or maybe some conviction of the Holy Spirit, you not only feel justified in some ways, you also feel guilty. Human beings are so complicated, we can feel guilty and justified at the same time. And I've been thinking about this because I've spent a little bit of time over the last few days thinking of things that I really miss. And I'm not just talking about complaining or ranting, but things I genuinely miss. I think some of this goes with the pruning that I talked about in the message this past Sunday. There are things that we are missing, things that have been cut away or cut back, and I think they're really good things. So I have my own personal list of things that I miss, and I have a family list of things that I miss. But I was also thinking through my church list. What do I miss there? not complaining, but are there good things that I'm really missing? And this isn't so much a stroll down memory lane as a recognition that there are some really important good things that we are missing. So I just wanted to share a few of the things that I'm missing. I missed the men's study we were doing on Thursday mornings. We were reading through the gospel-centered life, and we were, I think, in week three or four of that study when the lockdown and quarantine came. And there are just few better ways to start your day than meeting with several guys who have an interest in their own spiritual growth and yours and who are willing to be vulnerable and transparent about it. And not seeing these guys each Thursday morning feels like I'm missing something just really important and valuable. I also think that some people at the church are huggers, if you know what I mean. And I think some of the widows that I know and one of the features of our Sunday morning interaction often would be a warm hug. And I realize how meaningful those hugs are. I feel so privileged to be called pastor by them and not hearing their voice or shaking their hands or sharing in a conversation is a loss. Frankly, I miss seeing kids crawling around the blue chairs that are set up in our gym. So after our 11 o'clock service each Sunday, many parents would go pick up their kids from our preschool or our kids' church, and they would bring them over to the gym. And while parents talked, kids would play. And that never gets old to me. That's what I did for years as a kid. And I think my parents were better connected to friends at church because they stayed and talked for a while. I think that's so vital. It's really sad to me that isn't happening regularly right now on Sundays. And then I think of maybe a hundred interactions. Yeah, they're brief interactions, but they're interactions with people on Sunday. And I'd get updates or a warm greeting or sometimes a burden was share or or sometimes I just got to pray for someone right there on the spot. Sometimes I had longer conversations as a person generously opened his heart or her heart to me and asked for my support and my counsel. Those conversations just kept me fueled to work hard to fulfill my calling. It is such an honor to care for people spiritually. And that being cut off right now is one of the most painful parts of Sunday. There also is just the personal rush I find with meeting new people who attend our church. It's pretty humbling. It's often so encouraging, literally from all over the world. I might, I might meet Muhammad from the Middle East, or I may meet a person from China who's taken on an American name, which made it much easier for me to greet them by name, or maybe a new relative from India, or maybe just a friend or a coworker who's been in Delaware most of their life. Those conversations, 
they meant a lot. I enjoyed hearing where people were and how they found our church and what was meaningful to them in gathering with us. Those days can't return quick enough. I think about just about 7.45 a.m. each Sunday morning, I would go into the sanctuary and have a five minute or so, maybe longer, conversation with the person that handles our PowerPoint for our 8.30 service. So we've had a running conversation for probably 10 years now, and I've grown to enjoy catching up and I miss hearing the spiritual progress in his life Sunday after Sunday. I miss seeing firsthand the impact a university, a ministry at the University of Delaware can have. I've grown, probably like most of the church, to deeply love our college students. I've grown to love the progression that happens. They come for the first time, and then their second time, and then they start coming regularly. Soon they're getting baptized. They're coming to a Membership Matters class. I love hearing about the mission trips they're taking to all parts of the world during the summer. And I'm so proud of their heart for the Lord so proud of their heart for their unsafe friends and family. And since I've been here over 12 and a half years, I've actually watched these college students grow to be our Sunday school teachers and our kids connection workers and our community group leaders and our student ministry leaders and our worship leaders and our disciple makers and our committee members and our deacons and our shepherding team members. Our church is so much better because of them. And to not see them weekly, to know the Baptist Student Ministry House there on the campus of UD is empty most days. It's just pretty painful to me right now. Sunday mornings during the 945 hour, I would often, so in between our 8.30 and 11 o'clock service, I would take a few minutes to walk around. And so I could see into windows as loving teachers and group leaders opening God's word and explaining it and listening to people, engaging them, helping our church grow. Seeing kids, especially gathered around a teacher who loves Jesus is just a beautiful sight. And I can't wait to see it again. I was also thinking about how we would move chairs around on a Wednesday night to gather in smaller prayer huddles, each person sharing something personal. And then we we talk to God about it, asking him to work, reminding ourselves we're not alone. We're together. And you can even feel that in the room. So Zoom calls have been wonderful, but I miss hearing the voice come out of their mouth, not just through my speakers. I miss seeing our gym occupied with a bunch of kids from Urban Promise on a Saturday morning or OBC kids on a Wednesday evening or even a group of adults enjoying pickleball. We we built this space and take care of this space so it gets used. And it's sad to know it's sitting empty a lot. I think on Tuesdays around 11 o'clock in the morning, our parking lot would be filled with cars. Many women, even many preschoolers, would hang out there for a little bit. There, there are Bible studies, mom's group. Women's Missionary Union. There were conversations in halls and outside by cars. There were burden shares shared, victories celebrated. This is a gift from the Lord, and I can't help but wish I would just come back soon. I know this. I know it's a season of pruning. And I know these things have been temporarily taken away from us, and God is growing us in other ways and in other areas. I know that. But I do think it's helpful to take some time, maybe not all the time, but to take some time to reflect on what's lost. And I know it's helpful to pray and ask God to watch over us while we're apart and also do a deep work in our lives to bring us back together when we can physically regather. So please, Lord, do this for our good and for your glory. Well, bye for now. Thank you for taking some time to listen to The Extra Point. Point.